So as we move downstairs into the McLean Hunter room, uh, I think the first thing that'll be apparent is the sheer number of uh, framed photographs that we have on the walls. But before I talk about that, I what I wanted to do was um, explain what we, what's in the cases as well. Downstairs, since we focus so much upstairs on the photographs, what I wanted to do in the cases downstairs was really focusing on print materials. So the first case, when you first walk into the room, is, uh, is four books. And those four books are uh, the first time that Ginsburg photographs were produced in print. So we have um, a, an issue of Big Table, which consists of a, an excerpt from William S. Burroughs' Naked Lunch. And uh, a couple of photos of Burroughs uh, taken by Ginsburg are, are, in that, uh, are in that particular edition. Uh, Paul Bowles' book um, is, uh, contains a photograph of the author uh, taken by Ginsburg on, on the back cover of that. The City Lights Journal from 1962 um, contains a photo that Ginsburg took of Orlovsky while they were in India. And the last one is uh, a copy of Indian Journals, which has an extensive, uh, which extensively uses uh, Ginsburg photographs from the time he was in India in 1962 and 1963. So I've paired that with the photographs themselves um, up above that case. The case after that looks at the Vancouver Poetry Conference, very seminal event in, uh, in, for, the, for Vancouver, Vancouver poetry scene back in the early 1960s. Uh, Ginsburg went uh, was was offered a chance to um, be part of that three week seminar series by Robert Creeley, who was at the University of British Columbia at the time. Went straight from India, um, brought his camera, and uh, took some photos of of that event as well. Uh, following from there, the first corner case contains um, contains two really important books. One is the photographs of Allen Ginsberg, which was produced by uh, Twelve Trees Press, which is really uh, kind of the first time that Ginsberg photographs were produced in, um, lar- in a large-scale book like that, um, in, in a monogram. Um, and I also included in that, in that case uh, 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 Beat Memories, which was the book that accompanied an exhibition of Ginsberg's photographs in, uh, at the National Gallery in Washington, D.C. back in uh, the early 2000s. The next corner case consists of uh, Ginsburg books that we have at the Fisher, Ginsburg publications, including two that were originally uh, produced in Canada. One is uh, Iron Horse, which was produced by, which was published by Coach House Press in the early 1970s. And the other is Airplane Dreams, which was uh, published by House of Nancy back in the late 1960s. And um, both of these received their initial publication here in Canada uh, before they were published in the United States. And the last case in the exhibition just focuses in on a few curios um, that were published by both the Beats, uh, by, by Corso and Burroughs, and uh, and some what I call little fun books, um, Beatville, USA, which is kind of a, kind of a spoof on on the life of beatniks. So that's I just wanted to basically just showcase some of the books that we already had within our collection at the Fisher that complements the uh, the photographs. But the other thing, obviously, you'll notice is the many photographs on the wall. And what I've done is group those into um, a few separate series. Uh, a couple are just a little bit one-offs. I wanted to have that last photo of Jack Kerouac, um, the la- very last photo that Ginsburg took of, of Kerouac, which is a very, a very sad photo in many ways, sad and poignant. 
and a photo that really uh, stands out because of the, uh, when you compare it to the earlier photos we had in the exhibition of an extremely handsome uh, Jack Kerouac. The other caption photos I have down there from the uh, collection of the Art Museum of the University of Toronto is uh, two of Harry Smith, uh, one of them quite famous of Harry Smith pouring a uh, pouring himself a glass of milk. Um, it's a photo that's been produced many times and apparently is now at the uh, Breslin Hotel, um, sort of a shishi type uh, hotel. So it's sort of the irony of having this, of having Harry Smith was um, was a bit down on his luck by uh, by the early 1980s and when he ended up living with Ginsburg. Um, for almost about a year in the mid-1980s. Um, this, as the story is told, I think Ginsburg desperately wanted him out of the house. But I've also included a, what I think is is just a wonderful photo of Herbert Hunky, um, which is a nice kind of a comparison to the, some of the photos we have in case two of Hunky. And um, in many ways, I, I love this photo because it shows Hunky as a true survivor. Um, you know, he was a guy that lived on the street for most of his life, was addicted to heroin, was in jail a few times, and um, yet Ginsburg stuck by him for many, many years um, up until the end, basically. So uh, I think that this photo is kind of a testament to their, uh, to their longtime friendship. Following that, we have um, two other series, one very small series, which I call the Window Series, uh, when Ginsburg was first discovering photography again back in the mid-1980s, um, he was trying a few different things. And one of, these, one of the things he did do was a series of photographs taken from his, uh, from his apartment, from the window of his apartment. Took them over various seasons, um, usually put a newspaper down to acknowledge what the date was. And, uh, but sometimes it would capture, those, those, that series would capture a surprising photo. And I've included one in there where you can see the, uh, the, the curtain across the street sort of wafting in the wind. And um, I mean, it's, it's not a particularly original series in many ways, but, um, but it's something that Ginsburg would, would attempted. And, and there's, we've got a whole slew of them in the collection here at the Fisher. And I think I wanted to choose one from each different season, winter, uh, winter fall, summer, and spring. The other series I have following upon that is a series of photographs that Ginsburg took from his uh, from his kitchen from his kitchen on his in his 12th Street apartment in uh, in the East Village in, in New York City. Uh, in, the apartment obviously was a was a hub of activity for uh, for Ginsburg's friends to visit. Um, he ran the business out of it, so he had administrative people working out of that apartment as well at various times, and he would often just snap photos of people in his kitchen. And that's why I, I, I call it uh, Ginsburg Studio. I mean, he never worked out of his own studio at all. But yet having these, uh, these kitchen photos um, kind of follows, they're all, they're all part of a theme. And I think uh, it just shows Ginsburg world, Ginsburg's world again um, through, his, through his camera lens. And the last series, which is on the far wall, are uh, are self portraits uh, selfies, and Ginsburg doing doing taking self portraits for really since the 1940s. There's some in the first case of the exhibition when he was a merchant marine, and um, he would uh, when he walked past mirrors um, after from the mid 1980s when he was uh, taking photography again, he would often just snap his photo. Um, but I think some of the more poignant ones in, um, that we have displayed here are some of, the, uh, some of the nude cell portraits that he's done. He's really kind of chronicled his life as he's aged um, very unashamedly as well, which, which, uh, which, is, which is wonderful to see. 
it, it's not easy for uh, individuals to take photographs of themselves, uh, particularly as they age. Um, but Ginsburg didn't seem to have much of a problem with it. And for that, I think he should be applauded. There's a real kind of raw honesty in, uh, in, in a lot of these self-portraits.